show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to The Undercard, everybody. It is officially episode 259. Wow. 259, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to kind of go around and talk about stuff going on today. Our, our guest canceled because she wasn't it's feeling well. It's been a problem since last week. Yeah. So that always is not good for production reasons when you have a guest cancel, but we, yeah. we, we got some stuff to talk about. So. Can you guys hear me? I can barely hear you. Yeah, like it seems like... My mic's... Oh, there it there goes. There you go. Ha ha, there we go. Can you hear All me right. now? I, I could hear you from the beginning. I just sounded like... You couldn't hear me. Can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> you, you, you have a voice. You can be heard. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Oh, oh my. <laughs> the George Takei. Oh, my. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll just uh, start off by saying uh, I did go down to Columbus and got to see one of the better fights I've ever seen live. Actually, it's probably going to be a candidate for fight of the year. Uh, Rosa versus uh, Evans. Uh, Rosa came in um, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Evans only had one loss. It was an absolute epic war. Um, people said it was one of the better fights on Showbox history. And Showbox replayed it last night. And so sometimes you luck out. Sometimes you, you think on paper it's going to be a good good show and it's not. And then sometimes you not so sure what you're going to get and it's a great fight like that so mm-hmm. me and my partner Bob Ryder for fightnews.com we were able to cover that and that was actually cool but it brings me to um you know I, I hadn't been on that side of Cleveland I, I I've been towards progressive field and um the that side of uh Cleveland but man that that city's getting nice and it's tough to rip on anymore because it's actually a really nice city it's still Ohio it is, but Ohio's got some but stuff. It, it, it's still Ohio. I know. I mean, mean, you can polish a turd all you want. It's still a turd. <laughs> well, they they got some great boxers. Not only do they got great boxers, they got a great commission. Not only do they have a great commission, but more importantly, um, that little theater district, which uh, stayed at the Crown Plaza in the theater district, that was actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Had a giant chandelier in the middle of the street, uh, the the phantom chandelier just in the middle of the street hanging above mm-hmm. everybody. And um, I was told by Aaron from Crown Plaza, who is my um, concierge, that it is the <laughs> second biggest uh, theater district in the world next to Broadway, which is Cleveland. Hmm. They have that uh, form. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe. That's maybe. what they say. I don't know. I think Chicago still got them, but I, I, it's probably close. It's probably close. But I still, I still remember when you said the Phantom Chandelier. I was. I'm like, well, why is it a Phantom Chandelier? And you mean the Phantom of the Opera Chandelier, which is 
Oh, I absolutely do. Right, which is and and for those of you who maybe are too young to remember, what is that? It's your phone. Oh my That's god, his new ringtone. That's terrible. For those of you who don't he remember, uh, many years ago, uh, the Phantom of the Opera was running in perpetu uh, in per, 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 in Toronto. Yeah, I know, but in, in perpetual, not perpetual motion, but in uh, perpetu. No, oh, I, I, I know the word. Anyways, don't use big words. <laughs> Just don't do it. Well, no, I know the word, but I can't get it out. Anyways. Um, so for continuously. years, continuously, continuously in uh, um, uh, in Toronto and also uh, in uh, Toledo um, and uh, Chicago, Chicago. Um, but uh, I, I remember. Do you remember the? Uh, there was always that commercial for it. Do you remember what it said? By phantom, by phone, thou yes, yes, yes. one. What? What? Anyways, yeah. I just I'll never forget that or whatever. So what 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 was that ringtone, Brad? I had to get a new phone. Yeah, my phone uh, just kind of quit on me. Was it a was it an iPhone? No. Oh, uh, okay. I'm an Android guy. For, oh, good for life. And, good, good, uh, good, good. No, so what happened was um, I needed a new phone and got a new phone, and that's just the the one that they've assigned. Oh, it's it's the one that's preloaded. Yeah, it's almost we like a Cialis commercial or something like that. <laughs> when the time is right. When the time is right and the mood is right. Uh-huh. Cialis. <laughs> um, it's pretty much the same phone I had with some minor tweaks here and there. Okay. Um, we, we do know I'm technology challenged. I yes, just, we do. Rochelle just showed me how to hit a microphone and talk in text and I was blown away. <laughs> Really? Yeah. You didn't know how to do that already? No. no didn't. Oh my god. And I don't like texting people. Right. So, but then when I learned how to talk in text, I was like, I really should just start texting people because I just be like, ah. And yeah, you yeah. Say, ah, you know. Make sure you speak clearly though, because yeah, the yeah. talk, the talk to text, like it will fail a lot of times, and it, it tries to infer the context of what you're saying to get the proper spelling of some stuff, but sometimes it just doesn't. Uh, well, I mean, I I wish I I knew more about technology. That's all I'll say. But um, it's all right. It's the same phone. It just I, I needed it. Which is a what? Um, LTE something like that. <laughs> ZTE. 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 Okay. I actually like. Who's it. your carrier? Uh, Metro PCS because of uh, okay. Um, but I got a huge screen. I mean, that's the, the it's the same screen I had before. So uh-huh. once you go a screen this big, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you can go back. Because this, I mean, this bad boy is like just oh, jeez, that's not a phone. That's a tablet. That's a mini tablet. Oh, this thing's awesome. It's <laughs> a mini tablet. It's, it's a, a little. He geez. needs it for hey, for his eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting older all Old around. man Snyder. Old man he needs, Snyder. Needs his, needs his big, Old man Snyder his yelling at his phone. He needs his yeah. big buttons. Old man Snyder yelling at his phone. Why is this not working? Yeah, pretty much. I try to talk into it. It's not talking back. No, he's like, it just does this slideshow. <laughs> no, it just. But uh, so I was there. So I left back to Michigan on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And there's a little airport next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in which they have. I don't know what you know. You know how you've seen planes on like a stand. Mm-hmm. They're the real planes. But yeah, yeah. They're on stands. They had a a, a Blue Angel jet, like okay. an F eighteen Hornet, and then they had one of the F sixteen Thunderbirds. Oh, neat. 
and they're on stands right there at mm-hmm. whatever that airport is on the lake. And there was a lot of people there because of Veterans Day because it's like a to honor okay. veterans. There's gotcha. something written in stone about veterans. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Um, you know, cool. I don't know. The Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame would be cool to have. It, probably more than the Motown Museum. It just uh, they got some generator money generating, yeah. but. That was the first time I had been back to Cleveland since the Cubs had clinched there. So it was neat to go past Progressive Field and remember how great of a season last year was. So mm, be like, yeah. ooh. He's all. And then I had the nerves to wear what I have on right now, the the Chicago jacket, knowing <laughs> I was going to get razzed by people from Cleveland. Yeah. And they, you know, they said stupid stuff like, oh, we gave it to you or we were <laughs> injured. And I'd be like, well, yeah. that's okay because then you could have won it this year because we didn't win it this year. Oh, yeah, you guys weren't even in the playoffs. So yeah. Razz them. And... No, they were in the playoffs. They just – yeah. They didn't make it. I think they only made it first the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, they were in there, but uh, yeah. they lost to the Yankees. But yeah, basic. But no, it's just another. It's just another city that you're like, God, Detroit's so far behind, and it's like, you know, will we, we ever get here? Or get there? And I don't know. Who knows? You know, there wasn't a place that in Cleveland that didn't seem safe. I know there's areas that aren't, but you think of. Detroit, you get a block or two off Woodward or, or Cass one way or there, and you, you're in a whole different world. Yeah. I didn't really feel that. It's starting It's starting to spread out, but but the problem is Detroit is so big. It's like Cleveland, yeah, the, the, the city of Cleveland, they had less square footage that they needed to – so they could concentrate more on one area. They – there's little spots like downtown Detroit is up and coming. And there's little spots like Midtown, and uh, as you like That's start the right way, huh? Brad? Midtown, Midtown, yeah, Midtown, um, Midtown, and a couple other spots where it's slowly growing, but it's going to take time for like all those separated pieces to kind of connect to one another. So you're going to have you know shady neighborhoods and stuff like that in between until you can connect those. Uh, those bright spots and, and illuminate the darkness. We'll say that. I agree totally. But so that so we, we counted it out today. I had written five articles for Fight News in ten days, two different states, and got more stuff coming this week. So it's I've been busy writing. So I'm sure that's not fun. But yeah, it is. No, Writing's I, always fun. Yeah. So yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, but it's uh, fight news. Fight news. You know, it's great to be a part of that. And you know what? Actually, I got the best best photography partner you can have. Bob Ryder makes it enjoyable, and we get to talk boxing for a living, and that's fun. So can't can't complain about that. But speaking of boxing, uh, Jimmy brought to my attention, and I kind of I was only in my own little world where, um, and I think I've said this before on the air, and if I haven't, it's just that boxing is kind of a job for me so sometimes i'll like step back from it and not read boxing news or if you've seen a lot of boxing you just kind of need a a little bit of break to like reset your mind just like Mm -hmm. if you worked anywhere you know if you're a parks and rec guy you're probably not gonna go hang out in lawns when you're not doing parks rec so um i had heard about it somebody had shared the clip i had not listened to the clip one of the greatest boxers of all time and currently um golden boy promotions 
the golden boy himself, Oscar De La Hoya, went on a radio show or was it a podcast? What was it? Uh, as I'm trying to, I'm trying to read. Um, so there's an article, uh, MMA Junkie. Um, or I'm sorry, MMA Mania. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Oscar De La Hoya. Odds notorious opens even money against Golden Boy. Uh, it says, um, so now that we've exhausted all possible angles for Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather Jr. rematch, that will never happen. And because nobody gives a shit about Paulie Mayweather. No, 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 no. Nobody cares about no, that. No, uh, we will now turn our attention to a possible boxing showdown against Oscar De La Hoya. Yes, the same golden boy who lit up the UFC champion and his superiors for what he called a combat sports farce. I guess now that he saw what kind of money the fighting Irishman can generate, it's not such a silly proposition. Um, hold on. It's just going. It's just goddamn silly. Yeah. Oh, well, that, got... They were just talking about the odds, so hold on. Uh, let's see. ESPN. Jimmy, never tell me the ads. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it remains to be seen whether Oscar De La Hoya is truly serious, but he said Monday he has been secretly training and called out UFC star Conor McGregor for his comeback fight after nearly a decade in retirement. You know, I'm competitive, De La Hoya said. I still have it in me. I've been secretly training, secretly training. I'm faster than ever and stronger than ever. I know I can take out Conor McGregor in two rounds. I'll come back for that fight. Two rounds. Just one more fight. I'm calling him out. Two rounds. That's all I need. That's all I'm going to say. You heard on Golden Boy Radio. Two rounds. That's all I need. Faster than ever. Bullshit. (laughs) Stronger than ever. Bullshit. I mean, come on. Age alone knows that you're not as fast as well, when you were. Maybe not as fast, but you could be stronger. Well, that's the last thing to go is your punching yeah, power. But right. I mean, I'm going to say Oscar De La Hoya in his late 20s was probably be Oscar De La Hoya now, yeah. nowadays. So um, that's that's just me. So a couple things. I got to ask you some questions, Jimmy. You're quicker right. on the computer than me. All right. What is currently Oscar De La Hoya's age? Uh, hold on. I'm 44. See? What? I told you. Yep. I told you. No way. You're not, yep. hey, you're I, not 54? No, no I've 44. Come on. I know Oscar. De La Hoya, 44, did not specify a time frame in which he would be ready for his fantasy fight. But there is a great irony in his mentioning McGregor, 29, of Ireland, who lost by 10 round, 10th round knockout when he crossed over from mixed martial arts for a boxing match against Floyd Mayweather, who came out of a two-year retirement for the junior middleweight mega fight on August 26 in Las Vegas. So my first question to you was how old is he? 44. 44. Okay. Uh, when was the last time he fought? Uh, the last time he fought... Uh, being uh, Manny Pacquiao, December 6, 2008. So it's 10 years. It said 10 years. Okay, so I missed that part. There's no way De La Hoya would beat Conor. And it it was because Floyd hadn't taken that much time off that he was able to go in there and dominate. I'd pick against the Golden Boy there. Just too much time off. He lost three of his last five fights before he retired. Yeah, he had a little bit of a weight problem and stuff going on. I love Oscar, though. Oh, I mean, mean, Oscar is one of the, like, you know, people know know Nate. Well, not only that, but there are some people who aren't even boxing fans who know certain names. People know Mayweather. People know Oscar De La Hoya. They know, you know, Muhammad Ali. They know Mike Tyson. They, you know, Evander Holyfield. These are pe- these are names that even the casual 
people that my my mom knows these names. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, like he's an he's a household name. You know, and I think people would probably watch. I think more people would watch a De La Hoya versus McGregor fight than would watch than want than watch the Mayweather. Um, no way, McGregor. Yeah, because. Because McGregor actually has a chance this time. No, it May- Mayweather sold that as much as McGregor wants to say he sold that last fight. It was uh, definitely M- McGregor – not McGregor. Mayweather's always had the ability to um, sell pay-per-views. Uh, not saying Oscar De La Hoya is not in the top five pay-per-views of all time. But what I'm getting at is that uh, there's no way that would outsell that. And now that people have seen McGregor box and seen what he looks like in there, it's kind of like old kind of news. It's kind of mm-hmm. like one of those things where, um, you know, I, I've seen it before. I don't even know if I would watch it. I guess I, I, I um, have to watch it because I get paid to. But like, this, I is, this is not the first time De La Hoya has publicly toyed with the idea of coming out of retirement. In June 2015, De La Hoya told ESPN he was considering a return to the ring. He said, it's got to be worth my while, but this is very serious. De La Hoya said at the time, mentioning a desire to face either Glovkin or have a rematch with Mayweather, who outpointed him in a 2007 fight that set the, set the sensor-passed pay-per-view record. I have to make sure I'm fighting the very best. I don't have to come back for financial reasons or the lights or the glamour. The only reason I would come back is because I missed the competition of fighting the very best. Soon after, De La Hoya said he would remain in retirement. Well, yeah, so yeah, so not going to happen, anyways. But why would he want to fight Golovkin? Let, let Canelo. That was in to pass that was, no, that was in fifteen. Oh, I know, but still, then they were still talking Canelo. Um, the other thing too is that uh, not about money. Everything's about money. You can even those people. Yeah. you know, you can't have enough. Ask me whether ask people that. Okay. Well, you can never on. have hold enough. on. Yes, you can. If you're smart about it and you don't spend it like Mayweather does, um, you never have enough, Jimmy. You can, you can, you absolutely can have enough. Um, He was born just for your edification, Rochelle. He was born February fourth, nineteen seventy three. So forty four. Yep. There you go. How's that feel, Rochelle? Sting, sting a little bit. Man, so shit. <laughs> she so, is gonna murder you right no, now. No, I know, but I, I just, I just realized <laughs> that, like, I used to have high school parties at my house where we would buy an Oscar De La Hoya fight. But yeah, yeah. you were out of high school, weren't you, Rochelle? And you had opportunities to watch them. Oh, that's cool. I look good for my age, though. So. She know. does. I'm she just saying, very good you, for her you were, age. you were out, of, you were out of high school. Okay. Depends on the depends on when in high school. Oh, we had a lot of De La Hoya parties. We had also uh Prince parties uh because his entrances were absolutely awesome. Um god, who else? Tyson, yeah, of course, but at that point in his career though, it was he wasn't Tyson of old. Um god, who else did we always always ask her De La Hoya though. I mean, that was like the kids stayed in and they came over and it was fun. So uh, but really quickly, before we move on to other stuff, mm-hmm. we are joined by uh, a new ring girl named Crystal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. But you had a bad – you got in a car accident on the way here? <laughs> yes, I did. Your fault or his yeah, fault? That was my fault. It was your fault? <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> what did you do? She rear-ended somebody then because I, I heard I heard yeah. about the rear-ending. I just didn't know if yeah. you, you rear-ended. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> 
That's right, Chuck Chuck <laughs> She has no idea who Chuck I, I know she it. doesn't, but it makes us chuckle, find, and that's what it, it, you got to just find it on YouTube and just keep it. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, okay, so at a stoplight, or what happened? No, it's right before um, before I got here, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I guess the person in front of me, in front of that person, um, was turning left at Chicken Shack. Okay. Um, so they came to a stop, but just at right before they hit the brakes, I looked down real quick. Um, <laughs> I feel so bad about that. You're probably checking your GPS when you're distracted yeah, driving. Uh, Damn yeah, it. that's what happened. Exactly. I blame Dave because the lights are never on outside. Yeah, so I'm I blame like Dave. But everyone's okay. Yes. Good. Yeah, the guy was okay, and he was cool about it. Um, so, who called the police? You or him? I did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did you have the nicer car or does he have the nicer car? Well, I had the nicer car, but I had the most damage. He didn't really have any damage at all. Really? And yeah. so you hit something pretty yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all good. We all safe. But I got a ticket, so. Okay, for distracted driving? Um, For not stopping at a short distance. That's better than the one that you probably, yeah. you didn't tell him that you were looking no, down, did no, you? No, I didn't. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I would have said it like his taillights are tough to see. Yeah. I would have just, you know, I tried to twist it back. I'd be like, I don't know. Have you seen his taillights are tough to see? <laughs> um, man, that's a bummer, dude. But thanks mm-hmm. for joining in us yeah. and stuff like. See, uh, right there. I know. I stopped myself. Yeah. <laughs> I said that probably more times <laughs> over 300 episodes as we could approach it. That's probably been said 10,000 times on this uh, broadcast, but that's a bummer. But you're 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 blowing it off like you get in a lot of car accidents, though. I mean, this isn't the first one, is it? Um, it's probably my second one at fault. Okay, how many car accidents? Second one at fault. Yeah, okay, right. Hold on. How many have you been in total? Well, I've I've got a few comps. I've hit a deer before. That sucks. So I used to work all the way in the pier, so they got like more deers out there. And then um, one lane highway. I hit a raccoon. Actually, did more damage than a deer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> was the he raccoon's went, name Rocket? Probably. He went down fighting. Yeah. <laughs> was there a giant tree with him who just went, I am Groot? No, I. we got to hear this story. How does how a little raccoon do more damage? What happened? I don't know. It was, I think it was actually a big raccoon, but I was going like the street. You sure it wasn't was a possum? I'm going to say, like, <laughs> but, can get but so ra- big? Raccoons at <laughs> morphs. Or a tiny bear. Yeah, raccoons at morphs, 40 pounds. Uh, deer, a minimum 115? Like, yeah. uh, well, I wasn't going as fast when I hit the deer because I saw that and was able to slow down, but there was a whole herd, so more kept on crossing the street. Yeah, if two the pass, wait, one. because there's yeah. like another five that are going to chance it. Yeah. You just pull off on the side of the road. So yeah. the, so where did you hit the raccoon? It kick it up? or I mean, I'm trying to see how it got up towards your lights or, or got to the windshield. I don't know. I was going like 55, 60. Okay. So when I hit it, I guess I just hit it so hard that... I don't know, it kind of like hit and then it went across like the side. So the whole light was busted, the whole front end and underneath was even messed up because I think I probably rolled over it. <laughs> it's more machine than raccoon, yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> it was bad. Later you go back there, you hear, rise, Lord Raccoon. <laughs> so did you call the cops for that one too? No, I didn't. No, okay. I just called my insurance. And, insurance. You know, yeah. Did people tie a balloon to the raccoon on the side of the road? Did you ever see that where a dead raccoon and people are tying balloons to him and get get well wishes? Remember that? <laughs> Wait, what? I never heard of that. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that raccoon. That yeah, raccoon yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Where was that? That was like in Canada or something. Yeah, but like people like started yeah. with, like candlelight visuals. Well, it was because it started. It started. There was a dead raccoon, and uh, and it had been there for a while, and they had asked the city to clean it up, yeah. and they didn't. So. They uh so guy took a picture like on Instagram or or something like that and he tweeted it out on Twitter and then it became this like famous thing of like okay when are you gonna pick it up but then it started to become this like thing where people were bringing like balloons and like get well cards and stuff <laughs> like that and it went on for like a day and then finally. Uh, the mayor like had them clean it up or whatever, but it be- it became this like little mini celebrity for like twenty four hours. It was it had to be te- decomposed almost. By no, it. no, it was fresh. No, no, it was, it was fresh. Yeah. It was very fresh. Okay. I'll try to find yeah. you the photo. It, it's funny once you see the photo because you look at the photo and you're like, oh wow, you know, it's it's got a balloon tied to its little arm. So somebody grabbed its little arm and tied a, a helium balloon to it. And the helium balloon's like, you know, just there to let people know that a raccoon had yeah, died. Yeah. Well, I that stinks. We can offer you yeah. pop in the fridge and uh, <laughs> chips and stuff like, ooh, I caught myself again now. Now I'm not going to. What? I'm trying not to say stuff like that anymore. Oh. So I'm, I'm catching myself. You know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh my mom has uh uh my mom has a friend who says uh stuff and things and whatever. That's like her thing is stuff and things and whatever. So, you know, we're gonna go do, you know, this and stuff and things and whatever. I'm gonna go grocery shopping and stuff and things or whatever and whatever. Um so like and the funny thing is is you never notice it until somebody points it out, and then as soon as somebody points it out, you can never not hear it anymore. And I, my mom has another friend, uh, old, old childhood friend, and we all love her to death. But anytime someone's, t- <laughs> anytime someone's talking, somebody will say, yeah, so I went, you know, there and I did it. She goes, oh, like, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, yeah, you know, I went and I did this. Oh, and so, it's just like, and I never noticed it. Like, you know, I'm 41 and like we grew up with this family, you know, and uh, I never noticed it until someone pointed it out one day and then I just could never not hear it again. And it was like, oh my God, yes, that's right. She does. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We love her to death. But yeah, it's one of those things like you ignore it or you just don't pay attention to it because you're so used to it until somebody points it out and then you can never not hear that again. There's an episode on um uh how I met your mother that was like that where all the annoying habits that all the people did and it was this glass shattering sound it was like and you do blah blah, blah and you'd hear the glass shattering and they're like you're right they do do that. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Well, I'm I, I'm trying, Jimmy, to not say it as often. So I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't little, even notice it. Until a little, a little bit of encouragement. Every you've once never in a while. noticed that. I've never noticed that. He does it in what? interviews. I I've He'll never noticed it. The only thing stuff like that. The 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 only thing that I ever noticed was the but um like I noticed that. Do you remember if he does this? He's asking a question. No, no, never paid attention. Just, I mean, just I, I shouldn't say never pay attention. Oh, I'm saying I've never noticed I'm trying it. Trying to help you improve. I'm, I'm saying I've never noticed it before. 
I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. She's trying to help me be better at interviewing people and doing all that. So <laughs> <laughs> I said doing that all was... <laughs> not stuff like that. There's a, there's no, a, it was just there was this just like biting your tongue and yeah, she's really I'm trying sure to help me out. Like <laughs> I want to freaking strangle her. He does well, yeah. not. So and I'm I'm trying not to say the f word on the air anymore. Yeah. Well, we've if, we've if tried to we've tried to do that for yeah. Well, but, we've we've we as a group have tried not to swear if it's at all possible. Right. We have guests that do, and we back allow it. Back in the it. old days. Oh, back in the old days, it, it didn't. Was like yeah, like yeah, the ship or something yeah. with sailors on it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. But um, now when I say the f word and it comes out. Like, I get mad at myself. So then I did something even worse. Uh, it might have been even in Cleveland. After I said it, I, I followed it with the G, G, D it, too. Because oh. I'm like, man, and I said it. And then I was like, oh, my God, three, uh, the three words in a row. Like, well, it's bad. Other, the other day I was taking um, one of our kids to school. And I said something like, mother's scratching. And he just looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> We're just we're just trying to clean it up. That's funny. <laughs> I do have something though. What, what's the one I say that is uh, it isn't a swear word, but I, I use it as a swear word. What is it? It's like in my everyday language. Good God! No, 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 uh, no. There's one that it's Frickin like. Uh, God bless it. I do that. No, but you shouldn't. No, technically, I don't know what say. <laughs> I'm just laying down the the uh, the, the laws there. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jimmy, because that's exactly what I hear. <laughs> but you can, yeah. No, I was just uh, saying you shouldn't probably do that one. I'm just like, maybe not. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, well, let's go to our first uh, break, uh, and then uh, when we come back, we got to talk about the UFC was on Capitol Hill. Do you do you? Want to talk about the event on Saturday night? Uh, yes, we will. Okay, we'll come back and we'll we'll switch it over to MMA. Okay, we'll go from there. Sound Sounds good? good. All right. We're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard. We just found out uh, Ring Girl Crystal uh, has a degree, and I don't want to get it wrong. Engineering, correct? Yep, mechanical Just engineering. Mechanical engineering. There's yeah. a difference, Brad. I know there is. There's lots of engineering. There's chemical engineering. Reverse engineering. Reverse engineering. There's chemical, electrical, mechanical. Industrial. Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty engineering, which is you always estimate that it's going to take five times longer yeah. than it's going to. Yeah. So you can always seem like a miracle worker. And she's, she, she's giving but Scotty all... doesn't know. Scotty she, doesn't know. She's always giving it all she's got to to the yeah. captain. <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got, captain. captain. Exactly. You oh cannot my. break the laws of physics, captain. <laughs> but so we we started talking about rule of seven when it comes to luck. Uh, the, there's a rule <laughs> out there that says that you know you can't be lucky seven times in a row. You're either good or cheating and gambling. And there's lots of ways the rule of seven. But then Jimmy found like. Fifty million rules of seven. There's, so there's a rule of seven means everything. There's a the rule universe. of seven. Uh, numerology. Uh, there's a uh, uh, rule of seven for chemistry. There's a rule of seven for dating. There's a rule of seven for marketing for advertising. Seven is a very commonly occurring number. 
But yeah, I think, and that's probably why it is, is because it's not an even number. Nope. It's not really divisible by anything but itself. True. Um, so it it it's this kind of magic number, you know? Now, so... I mean, hell, even the slots. What's one of the slot machines? Seven, seven, seven. Yeah, the, so, I mean, the it, gambling's lucky, probably all the based lucky around seven. It. Yeah, yeah. So gambling's probably all based around it. Um, I was just curious if she knew the reason why that seven meant that. So, like, if we did seven episodes in a row, we would be a good podcast. But we've done more to, than that. I seven in a row. Good? Seven in I a don't row. Know. No, you said if we just did seven. Oh in no, a row, no, 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 no. Like if we did seven really good podcasts in a row. Oh yeah, all of our always, podcasts are good. There's Brad. always a couple in there that <laughs> they're I'm always good. Yeah, <laughs> I treat it like a baseball season. 162 games. Okay, some 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 we take off. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Some 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 we take off, and yeah. sometimes we gotta tra- call up you know a, a double A pitcher to get in here and, and and do it. You know, it's not all you know sunshine over here. Um, but I am fascinated by reverse engineering. And, and people that are hired by companies mm-hmm. to just like they'll give them a Reese's Pieces cup and they'll be like, tell me what's in it, the ingredients. and Or they'll take a car and they'll be like, tell us how you built it. And then re- they reverse the engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that sounds cool, too. Could you do that? It will take a minute, but yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, what if you were to, what if you came across something completely foreign to you, something you've never seen before? You think you could reverse engineer? I'm not talking about that, but like, let's say that, let's say that Russia or North Korea or something came up with a new way of, you know, propelling something forward, something you've never seen before. Do you think you could reverse engineer something like that? By the way, that's our that's our trick to get everybody from the CIA and FBI to listen to the thing. He mentions those two countries, and then we get more listeners. That's right. Every every week, (laughs) you know, like. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> but reverse we, engineer something, you basically gotta. Uh, we have a phone call coming in. Oh, all right. Hello, welcome to the undercard. Who do we have here? Hello. Oh, hi. I just wanted to listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're on the air. I'm do you sorry. have any? You're on the air. Do you have anything uh, you want to say? I've never listened before, so I was calling to support you. Oh, well, well thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Have um, a... Can I mute and listen or n- not on the phone? Well, not on the phone. Uh, you have to go to, okay. are you are you listening on your computer or on your phone? On the phone. So okay. I'll go to the phone and, and key in. So what you, what you do is uh, either uh, if you have Apple or Android, uh, go to the, the store uh, and download the Podcast Detroit uh, app, and then you're going to want to listen to Studio One, and that'll that'll go to our stream. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you like to do a brief survey on how Jimmy answered the question <laughs> adequately for you? Five out of five. Out of okay, five, five, five out of five. Perfect. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. A family member of yours? No, you don't. <laughs> no, it's an area code 615. Oh, 615, cool. where's that? I don't know. Hold on. I want to find this out. All right, so go ahead with what you were saying, please. About reverse engineering? Oh, yeah, so with reverse engineering. Listen up, comrades. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> don't you basically got to take apart something and then basically <laughs> re-put it back together? Yeah. 
Uh, by by the way, area code six one five is Nashville. <laughs> well, that's cool. Hey. So, hey, we got fans down in Tennessee. I mean, remember when we had know? like two listeners that's from awesome. uh, Korea? Was it or where was it? Not Korea. No, was, we had. Uh, uh, it was Iraq. We had people listening. Yeah. Well, yeah, to Japan but you got and, the you got the military following. Yeah, yeah, but uh, also uh, we had. Yeah, at one point in time, we were it was like track of it for a while. Like how, it was like really weird. We it was like really weird. Oh, it was like one was like um, we always had one from Uzbekistan, Hawaii, right? We had like Uzbekistan one time. We had um, uh, what was that? Um, oh man, I'm trying to remember. It was it's we have a military base there. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, I, I Azerbaijan. We had we had Azerbaijan one time. And Say it, just, it five times fast. Azerbaijan, 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 Azerbaijan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> made you laugh. You're like, it's like, a, it's like an evil laugh. All right. So let's, <laughs> let, let's talk about this weekend, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, WXC yes. 70. Yes. Which is a big event. They've been around uh, 70 shows. Mike and Norby and his group of people threw a good show. Now, yeah. here's what I'll say about Mike. Uh, Mike puts together good cards. The 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 good thing about it is they're, they're matchups that you want to see. Yep. They are people that have good followings. He has also yep. brought in national talent with yep. Johnny Bedford before mm-hmm. and, and people like that. So their champions mean something. Mm-hmm. I will say he tries to fit maybe a few few too many too fights many, on a card, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he does a great Sheesh. job. He does, he does a, it was almost a two-day event, like a Lollapalooza weekend <laughs> festival. We didn't get out of there until like 1.30-ish in the, in the evening. But I some mean, highlights you had. Okay, so uh, some highlights. So I'm just going to go through a couple of them. Uh, the, uh, I, I got uh, I to gotta say... Um, uh, in the, in the amateur, in the amateur fights, uh, Maddie, uh, Hab, Hab, I'm going to, if I mispronounce your name, I, I greatly apologize. Habibian versus Madeline Olson. Uh, I believe it was Madeline's, uh, debut fight. Um, I'm not sure about Maddie, but I, I have to say that even though Maddie did win by unanimous, unanimous decision, um, I, uh, Madeline, I mean, she was getting her face punched in the entire time. She didn't go down. She didn't back off. She kept going in. I mean, maybe she should have not gone in a couple times, but that girl, if she gets like, if she hones her technique, if she gets better at like the mechanics of it, she's got the grit. She's definitely got the tenacity and and she's got heart. So she will go a very long way. She's just got to work a little bit more on uh, on her technique and, you know, what to do when she's getting hit in the face. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was kind of hard to watch, but also it was kind of like you were proud of her. I mean. Well, I had her right next to me. I had. Quit in the ring, quit in life. I had two of her, her very supportive people with you know with yeah her, like right next to me and so they're screaming at her and they're well trained in the same sport yeah um and it was just frustrating because i you feel their intensity and their their strive for her to do yeah. well and she, you're just watching her face turn black and blue yeah and literally and, and a crimson yeah black oh. and blue and it, so a it was crimson hard to mask. watch yeah it was it was it was hard to watch because she was just 
taking these shots and it was just busting her open, but she didn't back down. So and she's you, got a lot of tenacity. Yeah. And you're missing the the key part of the, the story, though. For the last minute, then she took control oh, of the fight. Right. And then Maddie did, awesome. and then is throwing as many punches as she possibly right. could. Right, so what I have for round three is Maddie started out dominating again at the end of the round. Madeline was able to get Maddie down on the ground and maneuver into a mount position and get some ground and pound in, mm-hmm. but it was just a little too little too late. Um, but so yeah, she, she, at the very end of it, she kind of like, I don't know if she got her bearings or she just was able to like find like something finally like clicked, but she was able to get, uh, down on the ground, get into a down position and start raining down, uh, some good ground and pound. Maybe if she had done it earlier in the round, she might've had, uh, uh, she might have actually won because uh, Maddie didn't have an answer to that, but it was just a little too little too late, and Maddie won by unanimous decision. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to talk about uh, – let's go to uh, Anthony Fleming versus Michael Johnson. Um, it w- oh, somebody's here to help her with her car. Oh, okay. Um, it was a good shot. Uh, it Anthony Fleming versus Michael Johnson. Uh, it, it that was a very uh, good back and forth kind of fight. Um, but <laughs> it's one of the ones that I remember. Uh, the t- I was sitting cage side. Uh, where uh, Pete Trevino, the announcer, was there with us, and and the ju- and one of the judges, and uh, who also is usually a ref for the WXC, uh, and we were just sitting there, and for whatever reason, anytime somebody would get busted open and be up against the cage, they would be like right at our table. So uh, right in the uh, the third round, Anthony's forehead just opened up, and he was right on the edge of the cage, and it was just pouring onto our table. Um, so that was kind of, but yeah, I, I just had to bring that up. Uh, I want to talk also about, um, Eric Ramirez versus Jesse Bozzi. Um, so doing a little research, uh, Eric Ramirez, the last time that he fought and I could be wrong, but this is what I found last time he fought was at Bellator when Bellator was here in Michigan, which was about four years ago. And he hadn't fought since. So a lot of people had Jesse Bozzi uh, as the the very, very clear favorite. Um, the first round, it was a, it was a good lesson in a punch, counter punch, move, counter move. No one really kind of had a clear advantage over the other. Uh, but in round two, Eric hit Jesse with an uppercut. Jesse went down and... Uh, Eric Ramirez was uh, able to capitalize on it very quickly. He got him in a guillotine choke and put Jesse to sleep. Jesse didn't tap. Eric put him to sleep. The ref actually had to lift up Jesse's hand to see if there was anybody there, and there wasn't. It was just limp. So good on Jesse. Um, you know, he didn't tap. He uh, he got choked out, but uh, Eric Ramirez did win uh, by way of guillotine choke. Um Let's see what else. Oh, uh, so on to our main event and the co-main event. Um, so let me let me ask you this, Brad. Going into the fight, Brandon McLaughlin versus Mo Shatry. Okay, what did you think Brandon McLaughlin's chances were against Mo? Twenty percent. It had to be on the ground, and uh, he needed a little bit of luck. 
Yeah, I, I was actually more impressed with Brandon than I thought I would be. And um, that's what and that and and I think everybody agreed because I was talking with uh, a couple other people and everybody said they loved Brandon, they really liked him, but Mo was just too much for him, uh, and it was going to be uh, just a blowout kind of fight. Uh, one guy that I talked to said that uh, he knew that Brandon had really been training hard, really been improving, and he thought it was going to be a better fight, and it really was. Um, they both came out right off the bat, hyped up and aggressive. They were a little tentative to let loose at first. Uh, Mo- Mo's kicks, though. Well, most kicks, yeah. but there was one where people went, ooh, but it was more of a slip than it was an actual knockdown. Uh, they locked up. Mo kept controlling what happens. Uh, Mo tried to throw a couple of knees in the clinch. Almost got Brandon down. Brandon takes Mo's back and tries to get a submission of some kind. Mo was off, able, yeah. So yeah. that submission was uh, attempted rear naked choke. That was right in front of me. Right. Um, Mo Mo did like absolute great job of what you're supposed to do. Yep. He, he never really got it. He relaxed in there. Yep. I was actually scared that the ref was going to uh, stop it, it because uh, he was so relaxed. He was closing his eyes yeah. just to like let Brandon gas out, trying yep. to squeeze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, if, the rear naked choke, if if you have it uh, and, you, and you, you're, you're trying your hardest and you're observing yep. it, and it, it's not there, you yep. can, your arms can go rubber from oh, trying yeah. Oh, yeah. to like force it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, Mo no, Mo was very... Stand him back up again yep. and, and go again. Yep, he stood him back up. Brand tried to get him to come back down. They got back up and tried to bang it out a little bit more. Round two, they started up and banging again, but went to the ground. Brandon and Mo exchanged positions a few times, and Brandon did eventually end up taking Mo's back again. Mo eventually did get around and took top position. Eventually, they stood back up. Uh, in the third round, they both exchanged shots and locked up with knees and kicks flying. Uh, they ended up going back on four several times. Brandon almost got a guillotine choke in. Again, couldn't quite finish it, uh, sink it in. Mo very relaxed every time he was in that position. Mo got up ba- standing back up. Uh, and Mo ended up winning by split decision. So Which I, I think split decision was fair. I think uh, Brandon, uh, he was oh, – what did he start bleeding probably first round? It was a small cut though. Like yeah, that. it was a very small and cut. he had Sheena, uh, the star in his corner, right? yeah. the actual cut person. Right. So he, so he, he did a fantastic, uh, fantastic job against Mo. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the only reason that like uh, – you know, I, I was leaning more towards Mo. Is that I just have a theory that if 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 you stay consistently with the gym that Mo Mo has with Michigan top team, and it's no secret that um, you know Brandon's been at a couple gyms over the, the mm-hmm. last few years. It's just I you know I, I think the consistency is there. Plus, I've also seen Mo knock somebody out with those kicks. You know, right? He, he yeah. can go high. He yeah. can go low. Yeah. And then just like your your arms going rubber at the same time. Those those front kicks, how how forceful they are! You you kind of lose your 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 bounce after catching a few of those, um, because there's a lot of weight and force behind those. Right, absolutely, and that and I think that's what everybody was kind of expecting is that Mo was going to come out, he was going to you know get a good kick in, get a good punch in, and he was going <laughs> to knock Brandon out. But Brandon was smart; he fought Mo. The way that he wanted to fight him, he tried to get Mo to stay on the ground. Mo wanted to stand up and bang, and it was a good, 
It was a good fight between two very distinctive, different styles of fighters. Mo likes to fight standing up. He likes to, you know, stand and bang. Brandon likes to be on the ground, likes to get the submission. They both wanted each other to fight their fight. Neither one of them would take the bait. Um, and, you know, it just it, it was a very good, very close fight. So I think a lot of people were surprised by it. But uh, uh, Brandon, even though he, he got the loss, I, I think he kind of went up in some people's eyes. I know he definitely went up in mine. Excellent co-main event. And then yep. the main event was Devin Smith versus uh, Josh, Josh Bruckner. Yep. Uh, Josh Bruckner, uh, G.I. Josh, just didn't have Josh, it. Yeah. Just didn't have it. No, I don't uh, know what happened. Like, seen. Day, I think. I've seen Josh, and that's he's a, a great th- fighter. He's a fantastic fighter, but for some reason, he was just very hesitant about every move that he made. Um, yeah, they yeah they went they uh, round one they both traded some good shots they went to the ground several times but neither one could really capitalize on one thing or another. Uh, on round two, Josh accidentally hit Devin with a low blow early in the second round. Uh, the round uh, went kind of back and forth. Devin got a good strong takedown and ended up in half mount. Uh, he got up and got Josh to do the same. They exchanged a few blows and knees. And during a double kick, Devin fell down and Josh tried to capitalize, but he just couldn't. Uh, third round, they went down to the ground several more times. Neither one could really get the other one. The ref had to stand them up once during the round. I mean, it was a close fight, but it really, honestly, I don't think it should have been. I mean, between the two fighters, Josh, if if the Josh that I saw fight last time had shown up on Saturday night, I think he would have blown through Devin. I honestly do. But he just couldn't. He just It was an off night for him, and I don't know why. Yeah, I have no idea. Now – I was in Cleveland the night before. Didn't what fight did the guy miss weight and 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 basically I don't know. they they allowed it to go on. That wasn't Josh, was it? No, it was a catch weight, and that was one of the earlier ones, I think. Because that would that would have been a huge uh, mistake that was in Wolf Max. Okay, opponent. Okay, yeah, because yeah, he it, was uh, ten re- pounds off. In retrospect, that always seems like a good idea, but then like you can have an off night where it's it's not a good idea, so. right? Uh, but yeah, it, WXCMMA.com, that's where to check out their uh, schedule. I know they have fights coming uh, really, really, really soon. Uh, so let's go to our last uh, break of the nope. night. We're going to do, we're gonna do what's on tap. Okay. I just got to I gotta get it set up. I, I apologize in advance. This is a new computer, um, so I'm still trying to get uh, all the bugs worked out of it and how everything's going to work. Uh, so give me one second here. And we're gonna see if this uh, if this works. So hold on one second. Am I am I up on the slider? All right, let's try this. Here we go. All right, this is what's on tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Whoop! Oh shoot. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, November 16th at Cancun, Mexico on ESPN Deportes. It's also on same-day tape on ESPN2. We have Jose Martinez versus Jesus Martinez. Ten rounds for the junior bantamweights. November 17th at Flint, Michigan. PBC on Fox Sports 1. I'm going to kind of go through the card here. We have Anthony Durrell versus Dennis Douglin. Can you bring that down just a little bit more? Thank you. Uh, Ten rounds for the super middleweights. We have Jamonte Clark versus Dominique Dalton. 
Eight rounds for the welterweights. We have Ryan Carl versus Kareem Martin. Eight rounds for the junior welterweights. Justin Paldo versus Leonardo Keon. Six rounds for the lightweights. Terrell Williams versus Rosenberg Gomez. Eight rounds for the junior middleweights. Leanne Lawson, three, versus Robert Cement, or Sam. Uh, four rounds for the junior mel- middleweights. Arnold Alejandro versus Patrick Gutierrez. Four rounds for the featherweights. Desmond Jarman versus Joseph um, Sezubluski. Uh, uh, four rounds for the junior lightweights. Keyshawn Williams versus Christian Salas. Four rounds for the lightweights. Jerico O'Quinn versus to be announced. Four or six rounds for the bantamweights. Alexi Zuboff versus Robert Sims. Six rounds for the cruiserweights. And James Smith versus to be announced. Six rounds for the junior featherweights. Um, that's November 17th at Flint, Michigan. And it'll be on PBC on Fox Sports 1. Going November 18th at Las Vegas on Bounce TV, we have Julian J-Rock Williams versus Ishii Smith. Ishii. Uh, Ishii Smith, sorry. Uh, Ishii Smith for 10 rounds for the junior middleweights. Uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland, we have two uh, title fights. We have Jerwin uh, Ancajas versus Jamie Conlin. 12 rounds for Ancajas IBF junior bantamweight title. And we have uh, Zolani Tate or Titi versus Sibanaso Gonya. 12 rounds for Tate's WBO bantamweight title. Uh, moving on to MMA. November 16th, Bellator 188. Lehat versus Labino. It's in the Menorah Michavim Arena in Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, November 18th, we have UFC Fight Night 121, Weirdom versus Tiber. Uh, And then November 19th, Bellator MMA at the uh, Homestead Miami Speedway in Florida. That's Bellator MMA, the Ford EcoBoost 400. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the undercard. <laughs> Almost made it, Brad. Almost if made you it. Pay attention and listen to the no, songs. I... You'll know when it ends that it's time to come back. No, I knew. I, I knew exactly. Is that you? It could be me. It's probably you. <laughs> let's, let's rethink that question. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it was me. Okay. Uh, so. What? Was it me? Stop looking at your phone, Brad. Bradley. Hold on. Try living with it. I, I, I would seriously put his phone in a timeout. I would get a safe. As soon as, as soon as we got home, the phone goes in the safe. He's not allowed to look at it until the next morning. But it's not his fault. I, I mean, know, like, I know. It He's just busy. doesn't stop. They don't leave us alone. No, they don't. Anyways, uh, annoying. Stranger Things, Yes, which had a lot of attention going forward uh Rochelle decided to get it and we I mean it's eight episodes it was easy to get done we're still working on Mad Men like we're season six I think never I think. watched five. Mad Men five. We're in season five Mad Men's amazing I I started I started to watch it couldn't do it really 
couldn't do it. I well, that's exactly because I can't stand. I cannot stand men like Dan Don Draper. But he's that's. I cannot stand him. He changes. I don't care the fact that he was even like that. But he had reasons to be like that. No, he doesn't. Oh, yes, he did. No, he doesn't. You met his wife? No, Matt, no man has any reason to be like that. You met his wife? I would be. No. All right. Anyways. So we, we, we did Stranger Things. and I, Season one. Season yes. one. Yes. Is that okay to spoil that stuff now? Or, oh, well, so anyways. We, season one. Okay, hold on. Anybody who hasn't seen season one yet, you've had a year. All right? That's your fault. All right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just so. saying. A year, a year is the you know. Just beware, we're going to talk spoilers. Yeah, so if you haven't seen, one. and if you haven't seen season one, we will not be talking about season two because Brad and Rochelle have not seen it yet. But if you have not seen season one of Stranger Things, Run, and you think you, you think you might watch Run, it, and you should if you haven't, yeah, and you absolutely should stop listening right now. Run, hide, and and you can pick up this podcast once you've seen... Okay, this is what I want you to do. If you haven't seen season one of Stranger Things, immediately go to wherever you have Netflix and start watching it. That is your homework, is to watch season one of Stranger Things. And then, when you're done with season one, you watch season two. It's a lot of instructions, Jimmy. It's not a lot. It's simple instructions. Watch Stranger Things. All right. You've had a year. Well, for season one. Season two, you've had enough time. So let's start off right away. Um, the kids are playing Dungeons Dragons. Yes, uh, I, I've never seen Dungeons and Dragons. Dun, is that D and D? D and D. Yes, I've never even seen it played. Okay, like I understand it's a game and that there can be a cult following and people can get lost in it and everything like that. Uh, so the little kids hiding behind a book—that's how it, it works. Okay, you so play, you read a story. Okay. Or... <laughs> Okay, Dungeons and Dragons. A campaign, it, remember? Well, there a campaign is so there's different ways of playing Dungeons and Dragons. You can play a campaign which is a story that has many many you you basically play this story over the course of a long period of time. Then you can do like this Sunday I'm doing what's called a one shot. A one shot is basically uh you tell a story in one sitting from beginning, middle, and end. It has it's a very short period of time that you're basically telling this small story uh within the world that you've created. So there the the dungeon master or the game master, however you want to refer to it, uh sits behind a screen which so that basically so that he it's a can book. Well no it's a it's a screen. It's not a book. It's a screen. Uh, and you sit behind the screen so that the other players can't see all your notes and like the dice that you're rolling and all that kind of stuff. Because the dungeon master, the best way that I can describe it is the dungeon master is an author of a story, of a book, of a story. He is telling the story. The other characters are there to help flesh out the story, but he has created this entire world. He or she has created this entire world where the players exist. And then combined, they tell a story of the characters that the other players have created, and the dungeon master plays as everybody else in the world. The bad guys, the good guys, the neutral guys, the monsters, the evil things, so on and so forth. That's what a dungeon master does. Uh, And then there's dice, and there's different, you know, uh, things that determine, like, 
if you say like Brad, let's say that you're playing a character and you want to uh you want to jump over this large hole in the ground, all right? So you would say I want to jump over the large hole in the ground and then you would then roll a a dice uh, and then add a certain number, depending on whatever your thing was, to see if your character successfully jumped over that hole. If it didn't, then the dungeon master says, okay, this is what happened. If you did, then the dungeon master say, yeah, you made it, and so on and so forth. So everything is guided by rules uh, and 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 basically random luck. But the higher you go, the better chances you have of stuff succeeding because you have better uh, stats for your characters. So that's basically what Dungeons and Dragons is. It's telling a story. Um, uh, it's telling a story where all the character, all the other players, are characters in your story, and as the dungeon master, you have created this world that where they exist in. So, the Stranger Things did do an accurate portrayal of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, there, I mean, there's not a lot of Well, it, I mean, first of all, they were starts. playing first edition Dungeons and Dragons, which is a lot different than if you were to play Dungeons and Dragons now. Because it, the, the thing's set in the 80s. So that's it's, which that. is exactly when Dungeons and Dragons first came out, was in the 80s. Gary Gygax, uh, and I forget the other, the other uh, gentleman's name, uh, created Dungeons and Dragons and then, you know, put the books out so that other people could play it as well. Uh, and there's a lot of like, now we're in, it's called fifth edition. Um, and now there's a lot of like uh, things that, it, that inhabit these worlds that were created by the first characters that these guys, Gary Gygax and them all created. So they're kind of like well-known to everybody. Now, uh, so away from the Dungeons and Dragons because we're talking Stranger Things now. Right. I, I thought I, – I, I knew nothing of the Duffer Brothers before this. I, they, I hadn't either. They had, they had written it. I uh, came up with the concept. Uh, they didn't write every episode, but they directed most of the episodes, I believe, correctly uh, through season one. Yeah, Sean Levy uh, directed a couple of them. OK. And uh, so it has a really cool 80s theme music. Theme, yes. Look to it. Anybody, to it. anybody who has ever seen any kind of '80s movie ever, I mean, that's what it reminds you of, right? So, well done in that that respect. Extremely, but um, kind of sci-fi, kind of horror, kind of just a weird, amazing kinda goonies stories, well, goonies, a little bit of everything tied together. So that's what they Stevie did. King. Was yeah, they, that's what they did. Was they basically took all the '80s movies. Goonies, E.T., Stephen King movies, uh, all those kind of things and kind of incorporated uh, either direct references to them or subtle nods to to all of them, you know, and uh, and and I know you guys haven't seen strange, uh, season two yet, but we that gets all I'm just saying is that gets more and more prevalent uh, as the you know, as as you go through season two. I. Uh... But really, really well done in eight episodes. What season two? Is it eight episodes? It's also? nine. Nine. Yeah. That to me <laughs> is a good season. Like that, yeah. that's where I think you should be at. Well, I think season two had nine episodes because there's one episode that's kind of a non-episode. It's kind of like there's the story and then they take a quick episode to do a sidetrack, and then they come back to the main story. So I think that's why it was one more than the than the previous one. But well done show. 
go check it out if you've not checked out. By the uh, way, I'm just saying. I'm also saying, um, the more you know about Dungeons and Dragons, the more you will understand everything that's happening in Hawkins. I'm, I'm, I, and again, not spoilers, but everything that, like, like, okay, so in season one, you know, uh, the Demigorgon, right? The Demigorgon is a monster from Dungeons and Dragons. Um, there are things, and, and if you play Dungeons and Dragons, and if you're aware of it, you'll notice subtle things that are happening in Hawkins, the town where this is all set. That if you if you know the game, you'll be able to pick up more on the subtlety of things that are going on. So what I'm trying to say is, Brad, you need to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. That is not going to happen. It is going to happen. Gonna no. I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna we're gonna do it one day on the air. No. Yeah. We're going to do it one day on the air, and you guys are going to love it. I guarantee you. No. I guarantee you're going to love it. Why? Why are you so opposed to it? Because that, that would take up way too much time. No, it wouldn't. Two hours. I could do a really quick thing in two hours. <laughs> how, long, how long typically does a game take? Uh, well, play? it depends on what you want to do. So, like, I played two games. Um, I play a game on Friday night, which is uh, a much more looser uh, we just basically get around, have fun. We're not so much worried about the rules, just telling a good story and having fun. Uh, that game we usually play for about two and a half hours. Uh, and then on Sunday, we play from, uh, usually it's about a six-hour game. We usually play from about three to about nine. Um, but we get more in-depth on that one. And those campaigns, you know, so like the campaign on Friday night has been going on for over a year and a half. Because we played two and a half hours almost on any Friday that we can get together. Uh, the sun, the Sunday games tend to go faster because we can get more done in six hours. So it, it, it's however long you want to play. I mean, you don't, if you only, if you can only play for an hour every time, you only play for an hour every time. If you have more time that you can play, you can play for, you know, more time. It just depends on, how long everybody wants to play. So when they flip over the board and it's all black and she says, what is it called? Other world? Upside down. The upside down. Does that exist in Dungeons? So there is a thing that they're basing the upside down on in Dungeons and Dragons uh, called the Nexus, um, which is basically what the upside down is supposed to be. Um, without getting like way too into it, there's in Dungeons and Dragons, there are multiple planes that exist. The, where the story, most of the stories take place is what's called the material plane. But then there's, uh, uh, like planes that exist, uh, outside of that. They're like layers. Um, and there's layers that where like the nine hells exist and the abyss and pandemonium, uh, where the gods exist and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. So the upside down, the nexus, I guess, is what I would say is kind of the the gateway between everything else and this world. I think that's kind of what they're basing the upside down on. Now, my last question. Uh so I didn't I didn't assume that that's a demi demigod that they kill at the end. Demi Gorgon. Demi Gorgon. But it you know it it's just a coincidence that when they were playing the game they they call it a demi Gorgon. But Demi Gorgon. Demi Gorgon. Demi. Demi Gorgon. Gorgon. Yes. Demi more. 
So what what are your thoughts on it? it was it brought on by the game or obviously Eleven brings it into the world. But is that kid because he tries to beat it with fireballs? Is that why he's susceptible to it? Do you believe the game had anything to do with it or no. it's just chance or luck? Yes. The game and the children's minds, I believe, are – they haven't flat out said it yet, but I believe that the kids' minds are creating a lot of what's going on. Um, it's – Give me no season two. I, it's not season two. I'm just trying to I'm trying to no think. season two. But I believe that there are some – they haven't – and this is not a spoiler because they haven't revealed anything yet – but I do believe that the kids, specifically those kids, for some reason, have some kind of connection, and it's their imaginations which are creating the things that are going on. Well, why don't they use their imagination to find freaking Barb? Barb's dead. We knew that. But they could have found her before. No. Barb had... Okay. I nope, can't. I nope, can't say anything. Nope, God dang it! Don't say okay. nothing. No. 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 Don't ruin. In every D and D campaign, there always has to be a sacrifice. Ooh. Not really, but usually there's always something. There's always something that happens that lets the characters know exactly how serious the situation is. Barb was that. Was that sacrifice? Barb had to die so that. They and you as the audience could understand just exactly how serious all this was. Just one of the cool things that they've done is that, okay, Barb was in what? Two episodes? Maybe three? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. They have so much merchandise based around Barb. Yeah. What would Barb do? Yeah. Team Barb. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. One little bit part. Yeah. Because, (laughs) because here, here's the thing. Let me, uh, Okay. So Dracula, right? Dracula. Dracula, right. Okay. so funny. Dracula in the book. Have you ever read the book, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yes. Okay. Exactly how often do you actually see Dracula in the book? Not often at all. Not often at all. But he's talked about consistently. So that is what they did with Barb. Is even though Barb was only on screen for maybe about three episodes, she was a focal point of two of the and two to three of the characters' big character arcs. So she became a, a, a the linchpin for a lot of the story. Even though she wasn't there, she was talked about a lot. Not after she died. Yeah, after I noticed, in in, in probably has to do a lot with editing, but we noticed that. Uh, when they rescue, what's the little boy's name? Will. Will. Will, yeah. When they rescue Will, uh, and she already knows she's dead because they put her in the pool to communicate and everything like that. There was mm-hmm. no really mourning by her best friend. That it, kind of, oh, it's kind of, uh, but I mean, season two. Not, a, not, a spoil, not a spoiler, but I will say that they do address that in season two. All right. But I'm I'm fascinated by the show now. I can't it's, wait to watch. It's the aw- next it is such a great show. I mean, everything about the show is just perfection. From the subtle, you know, uh, '80s movies references to uh, the stuff that they're doing with the D and D parts of it, to the acting, to the character interactions, to the character arcs. You know, it's just it's so so well done. Awesome. 
Absolutely. Uh, I love Malevin. Uh, big big oh, news and other geek. You're going to love her even better in season two. No, Malevin. Malevin? Mm-hmm. So we, Mike and Eleven? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Season two. Just hey, wait hey, season hey, two. Hey, hey. Yeah. I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. No Just more. saying you no have something more. to look forward to. No more. Watch it right now. Okay. No more. Uh <laughs> coming up in December, because th- these next few weeks will be going quick. We like to talk gambling. No spoilers, but what what do you think the odds that Luke is on the dark side are? And what do you think the odds that Luke um, is still a good guy? Uh he's on both sides. He's a great Jedi. And that's something that's been very well known about Luke uh, since the uh, original movies. So a gray Jedi. Uh, gray it, or great? Gray. G-R-E-Y. Gray. A gray Jedi is uh, a Jedi that doesn't. Like a gray wizard. Well, so a gray Jedi is not somebody who, it's not somebody who strictly um, uh, follows the Jedi code. Somebody who does allow emotions, someone who does allow attachments. Um, so I guess the best way you could describe it is if the the Jedi, the Jedi and the Sith are two religious sects. Okay, the Jedi say that you can't have attachments; you have to put away all emotions, clear mind, all that kind of stuff like that. Okay, don't allow anger, don't allow hate, don't allow you know anything like that. The Sith on the polar opposite say. The path to power, the path to doing stuff, is to use your emotions. A gray Jedi is somebody that that walks that fine line. They're not afraid to use emotions when it's needed, but they don't fall to the dark side and only use emotions and only use like the the bad emotions like fear and anger and and stuff like that. Luke has always been a gray Jedi, even though they said that the books were not canon anymore. The books are do a great job of describing Luke as the years went on. And it, that's basically what he did was he basically took the Jedi back to what they were originally before the schism between the Jedi and the Sith, which were Jedi uh, that were force users that had families that loved that, you know, uh, uh, you know, wasn't afraid of the emotions and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think that's what, um, I think that's what uh, uh, Luke is, truly is, in this movie. But I think we're going to see a kind of a broken Luke to start off with. I think he's going to be afraid, and he's going to be very broken because of what happened with Kylo. with Kylo and, and all that kind of stuff like that. But I do think that – okay, here here's what I believe, okay? I believe that – that Luke is going to be kind of broken, that he's going to be really, really afraid. And I think Ray is going to team up with Kylo to destroy, not in necessarily this movie, but as a larger arc to team up with Kylo to destroy Snoke and to bring Luke back from the brink of wherever he is. I think that's the overall story arc between the two of them. You totally didn't answer my question of giving me ads on the dark. So you're saying it's an invalid bet. It's an invalid bet because he's a gray Jedi. Gotcha. He can't even put ads on Star Wars. I, I, he's not dark, though. That's what I'm just trying to say. People might think he's dark because he might have dark tendencies, but that doesn't make him a Sith. It doesn't make him a Dark Force user. He's a gray Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not... He's not the bad guy. He's just not 
he's not Luke anymore. You know, he's very, he's like an onion. So he was, they have layers. He was more powerful than Master Yoda then? Is Luke more powerful than Master Yoda? No. Nobody was more powerful than Master Yoda. So why wouldn't like the more powerful ones be great Jedi's then too, drawing from both sides? Because the Jedi feared, the the Jedi, the Jedi feared, yeah, fear. Okay. Qui-Gon Jinn was probably one of the more recent in the movies, great Jedi that you saw Obi-Wan started as a great Jedi, but then became 100%. Um, uh, well, no, actually Obi-Wan started kind of as a great Jedi, then went completely Jedi, but then during his kind of, um, uh, isolation or whatever kind of became a little bit more great Jedi and I do think that there's a lot of training that Obi-Wan was helping Luke do off screen as a force ghost. And I think that's why Luke is a great Jedi is because Obi-Wan kind of taught Luke to kind of be a great Jedi. And then Luke just kind of went with that and studying like Jedi, uh, you know, and I think that's why Luke went to the old, the original Jedi location is to try to find those old manuscripts about what the Jedi were like before they were Jedi, basically like the first Jedi. And I think that's why he became truly becomes a great Jedi is because he learns that the Jedi initially were not split, you know, fearing emotion, fearing anger, fearing, you know, love and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think that's what, uh, what Luke is going to be, except, uh, or I think that's what he was trying to do with the Academy, uh, before Kylo turned or pretended to turn, I don't, I'm not exactly sure about all that. Whether Kylo is like really a double agent or if he really did completely fall to the dark side or is trying to, or there's more going on there than, than just Kylo is a Sith. I think there's more, definitely more going on there with that. Mm-hmm. So I think Saturday Night Live covered that with Undercover Boss. There's a little bit more that he wants <laughs> to be respected by the people he works with on the, the Death Star, one of the greatest skits <laughs> of all time, by the way. Uh, I knew right away. <laughs> you knew it was me? I knew right away. Yeah. Uh, so in to wrap up uh, the year, um, Justice League comes out this week. Uh, yes, Thor. I still haven't seen Thor yet. Thor. Ooh, I did. Thor was oh, still, you did? Yeah. Thor oh. was still number one this week. Yeah. Uh, Daddy's Home didn't uh, push it off. Daddy's Home uh, 2 was Yeah, I, two. I didn't expect that to. See, we went to the theater and saw it. Yeah. And if you just saw the lines, I would. if you just said bet right there, I'd have said yes. But no, Thor still was number one yeah. this week. Uh, Justice League obviously knocks it off. No. It, it, it's going in its fourth week, Thor. Most people can't keep four weeks. Justice League. Well, oh, 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 okay. I thought, one. yeah, yeah. You if mean, it was week two, week three, maybe well, no, week I would, four, no. I was going to say it was probably, that's not week three. We're going to week two. He came out on the fourth. So it's been out for 10 days. What, Thor? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, I don't think box office is considering it week three. Okay. Well, I don't really consider, well, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be close, but yeah, Justice League might overtake it but thor did make the highest grossing opening weekend of any marvel movie which i thought was pretty cool but i still haven't seen it yet i need to see it that's what we do with my i do with my kids if we went and saw it yeah for my birthday i still gotta see it and then i gotta see justice league see. see now justice league uh 
He's I, naysaying. Yeah, just the preview. I I don't know. But I think the poster sucks. I think it's awesome. Yeah. They brought back the Danny Elfman theme from uh, uh, the original Batman. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like the, for that to be back in the yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. franchise. I don't. I don't it's got. It's almost like when S- Superman, uh, to me, Man of Steel should have incorporated uh, the uh, the theme. Yeah, but who did John Williams? John Williams. I, I think yeah. that should always be Superman's theme. Yeah, it depends on what you're trying to do with it, though. But. That's... Um, I see. I'm not. I I, I want to see Justice League for all the other characters that we haven't seen yet. Aquaman. I want to see Flash. I want to see Aquaman. I want to see uh, Cyborg. I want to see you know. I want to see all those characters interact, and then I want to see if the rumors are true that we get a sneak peek at a John Stewart Green Lantern. Because I heard rumors that we might, so that'd be kind of cool. Because I love John Stewart Green Lantern. We're not talking Daily Show. John no, no, <laughs> oh. no, no. Oh, the that's car- what I was thinking. I was no, no, like, no, 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 no. Really? No, no. Really? So, so that's what I was thinking. No, no, no. So, so in the comic books, the three Green Lanterns of Earth over the course of the comic books have been Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Kyle uh, Gardner. Um, so the John Stewart. Green Lantern is like when they did the Justice League cartoons uh, more recently. That was that Green Lantern. He's a ex-military, very you know, uh, tactic-minded. Um, I think it'd be very well done. I think I think that John that Green Lantern is my favorite out of all the Green Lanterns. So we'll see. I heard there's a rumor we might get a sneak peek at that. I heard a rumor that no, that's you won't. There will be no Green Lantern. So. We'll see. Who, who knows? There's some money making in those comic books. I know that much. So if there's money to be made there, they'll definitely do it. Even the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern as bad as it was. It made money though. I think it made as money. As much as I love Ryan Reynolds. As he was much as not. I do. He is it Deadpool. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. No, I know. The but movie he, itself was just horrendous. Well, but he because he's not a Green Lantern. He is a Deadpool. He was born to play Deadpool, and he can finally do it. But yeah, no. Uh, I, if they get the right, if they get the right actor to play John Stewart, uh, Green Lantern, then I think it'd be very well, a very very good addition to the Justice League. <sighs> awesome. <laughs> Just well, right in the mic. I'm sorry, I'm it's so okay. Tired. No, we're wrapping up the show. Yeah, yeah, we are because we uh, got another. I don't know if they're just wrestling MMA show behind us or I, we've uh, not even said hi to know. them. We just walk by them. Be like, what's up? What's up? Because we were the first. We were. They're trying were. to copy us. We were. Oh, we were. Boy. <laughs> we created a monster. Good God. Good God. Good God, man. Oh, my. <laughs> Why didn't you find that? Wait, oh, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> we got to actually have that on there. Well, I'll get I'll get a soundbite for us for uh, – uh, for you know, next week or whatever, but yeah. I'm and sorry. Then, I wake up at five a.m. and I don't stop. That's I'm, fine. I'm so. I'm tired. not. I'm not. I'm not dissing you or anything. It was just funny because you went. I can't help it. Right into the microphone. It's all right. I just want to. Did you find it, Brad? Right here. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I have oh that, my. but I was looking actually for a oh. Brad. Oh my! Which oh, <laughs> Brad. There's, Brad. There's an oh my compilation. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, here. The, the cord won't, f- won't, won't. Well, we're just gonna give you some audio. 
<laughs> oh, my. oh my. Oh my. Quite savory. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that was what was going on there. Here's the fifty shades of gray. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. My, my, my. Oh, my. <laughs> this one's from Futurama. <laughs> uh, up next is Fifty Shades of Takei. So okay. uh, let's just get a little bit of that because you were talking about it. Um, see how long the video even is. Oh, it's just a commercial for the World of Wildlife Fun. Nobody cares about those stupid pandas. Fifty Shades of Takei. <laughs> for Fifty Shades of Grey, the best-selling erotic novel. Many fans insisted I'd enjoy a special connection to the book and that I ought to do an audio narration for it. I was intrigued, so I grabbed a copy to see what all the fuss was about. Over my stomach, between my thighs, with his long-fingered hands. Oh, my. <laughs> I tilt my head back, my eyes rolling to the back of my head, my mouth slack, and I groan. The pressure is building slowly, inexorably inside me. Oh, my. He thrusts his hips again. His eyes are wide, wary, and filled with salacious need. Need for me. Need for my mouth. Oh, my. <laughs> George, are you in there? Yes, just some light reading, dear. Well, it's that gas again. I bought some bicarbonate. Oh, um, thank you. Skin against skin, moving slowly at first, easily testing me, pushing me. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see everybody next week. He forces my legs <laughs> That's actually uh, pretty good. You're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio.